Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFLs. It's a noise made in your throat to uh, get attention. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. <laughs> My name is Drew Wade. I'm the third member of this show to make it to eight losses in week six after subjecting myself to yet another Broncos primetime overtime <laughs> loss. <laughs> yeah, I love watching these Denver Broncos on primetime, uh, just like everybody else out there, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I hope we get to do it at least two more times good news (laughs) oh you will um yeah i am wondering how long it it takes before we start getting flexed out because good (laughs) gravy huh um yeah nightmare week uh last second pulled through to tie with you at two and two only by my broncos (laughs) losing in overtime yet again um man it looks so good (laughs) at the beginning the first quarter Russ was like 10 for 10 with a touchdown over 100 yards. I was like, okay, okay. And then that was it. That was just yeah. the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. The line was, I was with my dad, and he was complaining about the line all night, which I get it, because they were letting Russ on the ground over and over again. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the times that I remember Russ getting sacked, LA was just all out blitzing, and yeah. he he literally didn't even have a chance, so... Yep. It, it was rough. And now apparently he has a hamstring injury to go along with his shoulder injury, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to keep getting better over there. Jerry Judy is back on the field, and the story of the night with him was how meaningless it was that he was back on the field. Um, yeah, it's just not going to get any better, but that's okay. Um, I'm used to this team being terrible, and... Is how it's going to be forever, I suppose. Uh, your team beat the Cowboys, though. Yes, sir. Absolutely. 6-0. and oh. Fly, Eagles, fly. Finally beat the Cowboys. Um, they swept us last year. I mean, it was against Cooper Rush, so that uh, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But offense yeah. looked really good against the Cowboys defense that had only allowed one touchdown per game up until that point. Yeah. Yeah, pretty exciting night for sure. Um and that whole division is looking really spicy, though. I mean, it was, like, if I'm not mistaken, I had to tune out towards the end, but it was a pretty close game for a little bit there, right? Yeah, so the Eagles went up 20, were up 20 to 3 at halftime. The Cowboys made it 20 to 17 at one point. Yeah, that's But right. the Eagles ended up winning 26-17, so. Nice. Just glad to get out of there with a win. Um, Eagles are on bye this week, so won't be losing this week. And then they come back and play the Steelers and then the Texans, so. Easy money. Uh, things are looking pretty good for the old boards. Exciting stuff. Um, well, at least one of our teams is worth watching <laughs> right now. Um, let's let's do some segments. Yeah, let's freaking... You know what we should do right now? What? <laughs> Waste time so I can find the, the drop. What a sick mm. drop that was. <laughs> so let's let's review last week's bet on it. Um, Drew went with under 40 and a half points for Carolina at Los Angeles Rams. Um, 
under 40 and a half, you say? That seems ridiculous. Nope. That one hit because that game was probably unwatchable. I didn't bother turning it on. <laughs> um, Jacob, on the other hand, went over 44 for Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. <laughs> A little worried about Tampa Bay's offense. They were not able to get anything going that whole game. Yeah. Um, I mean, it got pretty close to 44. I'm trying to remember what it, I think it was. The total ended up being 38, 20 to 18. So one touchdown off, but... Um, Unfortunately, that did not hit. Although Showtime Mitch Trubisky is back mm. was the was the takeaway from that game. So my <laughs> my preseason agenda is thriving. Yeah, um, I was a little bummed out with that game. It it was exciting to see Mitch, uh, but I, I'm not exactly sure. I I'm gonna have to go back and listen where my heart was at. I mean, that was a a pretty low line, so I I think I felt pretty good about that. But just I more mean, proof. Unders, unders, unders this year. Unders, yeah, they've hit sixty over sixty percent of the time so far this year. Um, so probably be wise if you're going to bet a total to just keep hammering those unders. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how it goes. What is your bet for this week? All right. Um, so my bet is going to be for a team to cover. Um, <laughs> usually, I know we've been saying to. Like when a when a spread is pretty big, there's usually a good reason why that is, and that it's likely to hit. But I'm looking at this uh, ten and a half point spread for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay versus Carolina, and just like you said, yeah, I'm a little concerned about the Tampa Bay offense right now. They have not been looking completely dynamite recently. I think that they interrupted a win streak with this game the other night, but a lot of the wins had been. Pretty easy over some low-level teams. They've been playing some close games, um, and I think outside of beating the Saints, they haven't really had any like super meaningful victories or anything like that. Carolina has provided its own slew of problems. Don't get me wrong, but they also have been keeping it actually somewhat close. And um, the Tampa Bay defense, even though in the past it's been like pretty solid, I haven't necessarily seen it be that big of a factor this year. So I do think that Carolina could like keep it kind of close, especially if they actually do lean on CMC a little bit. Um, yeah. Ten and a half points is just very intriguing. So that that's where yeah. I'm going to be going this week. Yeah. I was peeking at that one too, especially after the showing we just saw from the bucks as a mm. eight point favorite against the Steelers didn't even win the game. Um, I'm going with another underdog to cover a spread here. I mentioned Marcus Mariota and the Falcons were 5 and 0 covering the spread last week. Well, now guess what? They're 6 and 0 after taking Ooh. down San Francisco 49ers 28 to 14. So, I'm going with the Falcons, America's team to cover the spread again. <laughs> um, they are 6 and a half point underdogs against Cincinnati. Cincinnati definitely I think is a better team, but they haven't been like exuberantly dominant this season. And the Falcons are just a spicy team that can, I think, pretty much compete with anybody. Um, mm. They found a lot of success rushing the ball, both with their slew of running backs and with Marcus Mariota. And I can, I expect them to continue to do that against the Bengals this week. So I like Atlanta to cover six and a half. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, yeah, I I have been hiding that one as well because like he's. I wasn't even sure if they had last week, but yeah, it's just, it's been pretty impressive. Um, 
how competitive this team has been while being kind of whatever. But yeah, a lot of fun sure. stuff happening out there in Atlanta. What about fantasy last week? Gosh, I didn't think, you'd think I'd have some sort of drop ready uh, by now, but yeah, you get some new quotes in there. I will, yeah. <laughs> but um, I saw your five and one in the Johto League. That's pretty sick. Uh, yeah, that's exciting stuff. Um, I beat our friend Blake, who I was actually in New York at the time with. Um, yeah, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Yeah, we were in New York City this weekend together. And both found out that we played fantasy against each other and that I had won, like, after it had all happened because we were very focused on uh, lo- lolly sports. But we were watching football on our phone together all day. It was a great time. Um, nice. And New York is a great city, man. I-, I will tell you more in person. But the thing that made me realize how New York pilled I was was the first day I was like, oh, bodegas. Yeah, this reminds me of a convenience store. And then. And the third day, I was like, "Yeah, this is pretty awesome. I understand why people say this is different." So <laughs> it, it was it was a good time. Uh, but yeah, I beat Blake and Jodo to go to five and one. Pretty exciting. Unfortunately, I have let up my lead a little bit in the Wade Dynasty, taking another loss uh, this time to Shady. So I think I'm three and three, number four in the league right now. So I need to tighten up a little bit there. But got to win in our money league. Went one and one in the two leagues that I always have a tough time in, which is all I care about from those two at this point most of the time. So, yeah, pretty good week for me. What about you? Nice. Yeah, I uh, took another L in Johto League. Um, two and four in there. Not super impressed with my team and how it's constructed. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> sucks. But uh, I took a win in Wade Dynasty, moved up to number two in the league. Um, with tied tied with my dad, actually, we're both four and two. He just has more points than I do. Um, got a win in, I think. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I went four and two in my leagues this week. I won all my money leagues, so that's cool. Lost the league, nice. I don't care about. But a good week in fantasy for me overall. Good deal. Good deal. Um, we'll see if I can continue my win streak in dynasty this week because I've got such a big group of guys on by like Justin Jefferson and um AJ Brown and yeah Gabe Davis like all those guys are on by this week so it's gonna be rough yeah I had six players on the IR in our um (laughs) dynasty league this week including some pretty meaningful ones um I mean Damian Harris Justin Connor um James yeah, sorry, James is my bad. <laughs> Thank you, Kadarius Tony. So a couple of my like pretty reliable scores were out. Um, I'm sure that that affected it, but um, that's okay. Yeah, I think I also just I, I I felt really confident about my rosters in both of our like we know everybody leagues and just kind of went on autopilot, and that was fine in Jodo. But I think I need to put a little bit more thought into the Wade Dynasty, just because everybody's team there, like, could be so stacked in the most random ways sometimes, so just need to yeah. watch out for that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun season for me playing fantasy so far. Even though the NFL season has not been stupendously kind to me, although fortunately it hasn't been to you either. We stand here. Coming into week seven, I am at 54 wins. Wait, what? Why are, yeah. Yeah, I'm at 50 wins, 43 losses, and one tie. 
you were at 53 wins, 40 losses, and one tie. Bitcoin, 44 wins, 49 losses, and one tie. Like I said, we went 2-2 two two last week. Super exciting stuff. Drew went up on me 3-0, and then, yep, my Broncos were bad, and the Seahawks were good. So there the you go. The Cardinals have it. forgot how to play offense, so. <laughs> Man, that team stinks. Um... Speaking yeah. of which, let's just hop right into the <laughs> the games this week. The New Orleans but, Saints are taking on those Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football. Um, this is pretty good compared to the quality of games that we've been getting on Thursday night. Sorry. And um, I think that we're not going to see the Cardinals struggle so mightily every week as they did especially because they're getting DeAndre Hopkins back this week from suspension. But they just have looked pretty rough all season on offense. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury really hasn't been able to put it together from a coaching standpoint. So that's not been cool for them. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, I believe, are probably going to roll with Andy Dalton at quarterback again. They're going to continue to do so until Jameis is 100% healthy from those back fractures that he suffered earlier in the season. <sighs> I'm not really sure. I think I'm leaning with the Saints on this one, even though it's going to be Andy Dalton again. I think they're going to continue to rely on Alvin Kamara. And I think they'll be getting Chris Olave, their star rookie wide receiver, back this week. So I think uh, they're going to have a good week against these Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I think um, the Saints roster outside of Jameis has proven himself to have pretty decent fundamentals in a lot of the games he hasn't been around for. Um, even though that they haven't really been able to string together wins against some of these like higher echelon teams, I, I think that, like especially during the game that they played against the Seahawks, who, I mean, nobody has to be told, are pretty scrappy. They were able to just be like fundamentally the better team throughout that game. Um, I think right now the Cardinals are a really easy team to do that to. Like you said, even with uh, the suspension ending, I don't see that like being the magical panacea for all the, the problems that this offense is dealing with right now. And um, honestly, it might just introduce more issues because I wouldn't be surprised if he's over-targeted during the night. Um, and that's the sort of thing that I would expect the Saints to just be better about. So yeah, I'm going to go with New Orleans here as well. Excellent. The coin also going with New Orleans, opening us up with a unanimous pick. Fun stuff. All right. Next up, we have an exciting AFC North divisional matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Um, both these teams have been on a bit of a roller coaster this season. The Ravens held it down against the Giants for most of the game last week and then just gave it up in the last quarter. Um, like I said last episode, even though that they're sitting at 3-3 three and three and their wins wouldn't spell that much doom and gloom, there's just been a lot of um, the same old, like, just inability to clutch it out, play, plaguing the Ravens. They, like, really give up their control of the game as it moves on time and time again. Um, and yeah, it's been a little bit of a concerning factor watching them so far this season. Um, it's proven to, yeah, I, I think like in this Giants game, especially like 
In the last half, the amount of time they spent on the field was like crazy low. They just lost all the control of the game. So the Browns, on the other hand, aren't really doing anything still. Not that much of a surprise. <laughs> we saw them lose this last weekend to the Patriots, who are experimenting in the QB position. So a really <laughs> exciting... Yeah, they got zapped. A really exciting win to give over from Cleveland. So both these teams come into this week uh, pretty disappointed with the two weeks, uh, with the last like, couple of weeks. But I think that the Ravens should be a lot more capable of bouncing back, even though we've seen like all these problems with them. And I think that I wouldn't be surprised if we can continue to see those problems. We still have seen them be super competitive against every good team that they've played. The Giants are a good team now. Um, so even, like, I think without the context of the other, like, tough games that they've had this season, that would have been a really easy, like, bummer, like, 4-2 or 5-1 game for the Ravens if that's how it had actually been. So I think that they should be able to stabilize at home against this team that still isn't running um, their main QB. I, I think that they should be all right. Yeah, the best thing about the Browns' offense is definitely Nick Chubb, and I think the Ravens have a good chance of bottling him up this week. They only allowed 3.8 yards per carry to Saquon last week. So um, I think the Ravens are really due for a win. It's been a couple of really close losses for them this season, and um, I feel like they're better than their record shows. And But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going with the Ravens as well, and I agree with pretty much everything you said about the Browns. Coin also going with the Ravens, so two unanimous decisions to open up the week as we move into another divisional matchup. Uh, as earlier referenced in Bet on It, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, which Carolina, you may ask? North Carolina. Um, don't know why I just put that in there. But anyway, <laughs> while I don't think 10.5 points is going to be the final margin of victory for the Buccaneers here. I am still going to pick them to win just because I don't even know if we know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Panthers. Pretty sure PJ Walker got hurt last week. Not that he was a world beater in and of himself anyway. And, you know, maybe I think Tom Brady will actually be there for the full week of practice this week. So maybe we'll actually see that make a difference. I'm going Buccaneers. Nice. Oh, did you see they said he's not being treated preferentially. Any player could just leave for half a week of practice if they wanted to. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure so you go. rookies could just take every Wednesday off. <laughs> yeah, for Robert Kraft's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, Panthers quarterback situation is a little rough right now. Um, I think... They only have, like, one non-injured QB on their IR, which does, like, speak a little bit to the spread that we talked about earlier. But like I said, I still think that this game will be kind of close, probably just pretty low scoring in general. The Panthers' defense has been fine this year, um, and any QB can hand off the ball. So I think that it's going to be a decently matched game, uh, but I do expect the Buccaneers to win this one and return to their um, high win rate for the season and, and continue to troll everybody into thinking that they're actually a good team because I don't think that they're really that upper echelon at the moment, to be honest. High-key agree. Coin also going to the Buccaneers here. 
All right, next up we have the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Um, as you referenced in the bet on it segment earlier, the Bengals have been also a pretty up and down AFC North team this season. Um, they managed to clutch it out against the Saints this last week, uh, but they lost to the Vikings the week before. They like had a very hard-fought win versus the Dolphins that arguably came down to the Tua injury. Um, hard-fought win versus the Jets. It opened up the season 0-2. It's just been like a lot more of a scrap fest than you would think that the Bengals first six weeks would be like looking at their schedule on paper and I think you certainly wouldn't expect them to come out of it what three and three now four and two something like that so um still really concerning a little bit of Super Bowl hangover themselves although arguably not (laughs) nearly as much as our actual Super Bowl champions Oof. Um, oof indeed but uh but the Falcons being so quick to cover the spread all year and being pretty explosive, I actually think that this has a chance of being another like really hard-fought win for the Bengals. Um, I think that they will win it. A couple of weeks ago, I might have actually picked this one to flip uh, just because of like how scrappy the Falcons have been and because of how vulnerable to that sort of thing the Bengals have been themselves. But... I think we're starting to see them tie it, tighten it up a little bit, and I don't really expect them to take losses against like lower-level teams that often anymore, but I still suspect that these types of games are going to continue to show some like weaknesses that make the Bengals maybe a little bit easier of a, of a team for the other high-level teams to take out right now. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well here, although I, I like I said, I do like the Falcons to cover that 6.5-point spread. I think this is probably a... Three to five point victory for the Bengals here. I think they are going to have one of their better offensive outputs, especially in the passing game um, with Joe Burrow and company. Uh, he really started to heat up last week. A couple touchdown passes to Jamar Chase, and I believe he had a rushing touchdown as well. So his confidence is just going to continue to build. And uh, the Falcons' defense uh, is a is a pretty good runway for. Um, uh, an offense like this to be able to take off. So I'm going with the Bengals as well. Uh, the coin is also going with the Bengals. That, that's the uh, old Wendy's unanimous faux-faux-faux. Um, <laughs> Love it. Cool. Up next, we've got the Detroit Lions coming off their bye to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Sucks for the Lions that they have this really good defense that they have to come back and play against. Uh, and I think Dak might be back in this game as well. Not... Not a great situation for um, our old feisty Detroit Lions here. I'm going to be going with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm also going to be going with the Cowboys. Um, I think that this team is definitely one to be afraid of right now, unfortunately, just because of... I mean, their defense has just been absolutely insane, and the offense has been able to do enough without Dak um, to to put together some pretty good wins and keep it competitive against the Eagles. So I, I think that yeah the Cowboys, just like their brothers in the NFC uh, East, the Giants and the Eagles have just really surged a lot this year and are providing a pretty big threat. And unfortunately, like you said, this is going to be a really tough board for the Lions to bounce off of because usually when they do manage to put together games, it's just slugfests and I mean put together wins they're usually slugfests and I just don't really see Dallas letting them 
go for that. So uh, I suspect this to be one of the lower scoring games of the season for the Lions, unfortunately. What does the coin say? Coin is going with the Cowboys as well. Cool. Lots of awesome uh, diversity so in the picks. Yeah. Up next, we have a game that in week one would not have interested me even a little bit, but out here in week seven is an exciting matchup between two young and hungry offenses. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be hosting the New York Giants. Yeah, both these teams have just been so fun to watch this season. It's a bummer the Jags just came off of an unfortunate loss to the Colts. Um, that's just And the Texans. So back-to-back after like garnering a lot of... like higher in this uh, conference, and I think, I, I don't know, both uh, both were pretty frustrating games that um, they slipped a little bit in. Uh, Matt Ryan had an insane, like, last two-minute drive, which I didn't think he would ever be able to do again, so pretty yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> I, I didn't really get to check the out the Texans game, but yeah, back-to-back heartbreakers for the Jags, who want to be making a name for themselves, not just in this, like, division, but in this conference, and um, unfortunately still falling susceptible to those unlucky uh, AFC South interdivisional losses that we kind of always see the, like, emerging teams in this division fall prey to. So the Giants, on the other hand, fell behind to the Ravens, but Danny Dimes, an NFL quarterback led this team <laughs> and allegedly allegedly and i don't know like they they are looking great i mean saquon is definitely the the true leader of this team let's be honest but danny dimes has been all, all the things that they claimed he would be when they signed him all those years ago right here at the uh the last minute he has turned to, to stay on this contract and uh yeah i think this is going to be an exciting one even though the jags just had these two losses. Um, I'm actually sort of leaning towards Jacksonville a little bit because I think that they are really going to be itching to show that Trevor Lawrence is like the true quarterback on a trajectory into like the top tier of NFL quarterback play right now. Um, I think that he has been the more dependable on the field leader this season. I think that Daniel Jones has been surrounded by Arguably better coaching and arguably a better team, but I think that Trevor Lawrence has had the the game leadership down a little bit more, and when he's been on fire, he's really been on fire, and um, the Jacksonville defense has been not terrible against like some of these like younger offenses as well, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling, even though I guess this is like a light upset, I suppose, but it's at home, um, yeah, I, I'm feeling Jacksonville here, so... Yeah, I'm going Jags here as well. I mean, the Giants have been one of the more surprising teams in the league this year, obviously, starting out 5-1. and one. Um, The Jags looked to be one of those surprising teams, but have sort of fallen off a little bit after that hot start. I think they get back right here. I think their defense shows um, why they were one of the more talked-about units earlier in the year. And uh, I think... We see maybe a new trend start for both of these teams. I, I I do think the Giants will continue winning this season, so maybe not a new trend, but um, I think this one is a Jaguars W. Um, coin, coin is also going with the Jaguars. Of course it is. Cool, cool, cool. Um, up next, we have the Green Bay Packers 
going to Washington to take on the Commanders. Both of these teams are so uninteresting so far this year. Yeah. The Packers, I don't know what's going on with them. They just they're coming off a twenty seven to ten home loss against the New York Jets. Another surprising team, actually. They're sitting at four and two. But um the Commanders coming off that sick, sick uh Thursday night football win against the Bears. Um man. I think I'm just gonna pick the Packers to win. I think they're a better team, but this game if the Packers don't look good in this game, I don't know what they're going to be doing for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. I'm going Packers. Yeah. Um, I think I'm also going to be going with the Packers. Really surprising um, week last week for them. I think, like, they were actually booed, uh, like, in... Yeah, in Lambo. That, that never happens. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I saw some videos of Jets players walking out with the cheese hats on. A surprisingly rough showing for the Packers. Um, I think a good showing, though, for the read that you and I have both kind of had on them, which is that this isn't really the same, like, 12-5 and Packers we've known from the last couple of years, even though they've managed to be putting together some pretty easy wins so far this season. I, I think that they have been dealing with a little bit of um, game control issues and also just their offense has not been as explosive as we're used to it being um, against yeah. some of these uh, lower-level defenses. So here against the Commanders, I agree with what you said. Um, they really are going to need to take a win against this team who probably won't even be playing Carson Wentz, if I remember correctly. No, yeah, Carson Wentz is going to be out for a couple weeks, so it's, it's Heineke time in Landover. Um, yeah. Cool. The coin so, is going with the commanders here. Yep. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that should work out for the Packers. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Um, El Clasico. You know it. You love it. Uh, we already saw this game earlier on this season, right? Yep. Week two or three or something like that. Yep. Um, and it went to the Titans at the time, if I'm not mistaken. That the, is correct. The Colts... Um, it, it, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows about this team? I mean, they had a hard fought, if you can even call it that, victory against the Broncos in overtime, uh, week five. They, oh yeah, so they actually played the the Titans in week four. Okay, and since then, yeah, we saw them beat the Broncos in overtime and come back in the last minute against the Jags. So the Colts have been fighting a little bit harder um, since their last chance. This is their last shot at the AFC South crown, I guess, if you if you want to call it that. Um, the Titans, on the other hand, have not really done that much. I mean, they I think they had a bye last week, but the week before, a lot of up and down this season. I have not been that impressed with their play calling in general. I, I, I think that, you know, you would... You almost wish you could be saying that they're over-relying on the run game because they've just been trying to be like a clever offense and they aren't really that at all. And mm. um, it's ended up in a lot of stale drives, a lot of low-scoring games. Um, and I think that Indianapolis, I mean, I don't think that Indianapolis is great, but I do think that they are sort of starting to come together. At the very least, all of the talent surrounding Matt Ryan is learning how to play with him. Um which is why we're seeing them string together these wins, even though they're like having to work a lot harder for them. I think that I'm 
liking Indianapolis to split the series here, so I'm going to go with them. All right. Originally this week, I was thinking I was going to be picking the Colts, but thought about it more. Titans coming off the bye here. I think the Colts are going to be susceptible to a bit of a letdown game after that uh, thrilling comeback win at the end against the Jags last week. Um, plus, Phil, not Philip Rivers. Oof, that was two years ago. Matt Ryan had to throw the ball 58 times in that game, and he's just not at an age where that is uh, sustainable. So um, we'll see if he's able to keep it up. I do agree with what you said. These young weapons starting to put it together for the Colts offense, namely uh, Alec Pierce, the rookie, and Michael Pittman, the third-year receiver, both looking pretty good in that game against the Jags. But uh, I'm going with the Titans here. Let's tighten up this week, fellas. What do we think about that? Coin is going with the Colts. Yikes. Big, big yikes. Up next, we've got the Houston Texans. Um, are they on by this week? I believe. I, yes, they were, because I had to bench yeah. Damian Pierce in fantasy. Uh, so both these teams, the Houston Texans and the Las Vegas Raiders, coming off a of bye. Um, the Raiders, I think, are a lot better than their record suggests. I think, what are they, one and four? But mm. their combined margin of defeat is very low um every game they have lost has been a very close one so i think they're much better than one four i don't think the texans are much better than what are they one three and one Mm. i don't even think they deserve probably that tie so um i'm gonna be going with the raiders here yeah i'm also gonna be going with the raiders um i think that like you said, they are a lot better than their record indicates. A lot of these losses have been against some pretty good teams, close losses to good teams, and their offense has just been um, pretty exciting in general. They just have a lot of different um, means to victory, which I think has been sort of a difficulty for them. I mean, a difficult thing for them to find in the last couple of years where it was really sort of Derek Carr versus the world on this team. Their like run game is starting to shore up a little bit. Um, they have some uh, tight ends who can do more than one thing out there finally. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking this team right now. I mean, I'm liking this offense right now, even though obviously it's the Raiders. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm liking them to take the Texans here. Next up, sorry, what's up? Coin also going with right. the Raiders. Thank you. <laughs> Next up, we have um, the 2-4 and four Denver Broncos hosting the New York Jets. Uh, At 4-2. At four and two, believe it or not, the Jets, um, yeah, have been having a pretty exciting season. Um, not all of their wins have been like necessarily one to write home about. They have one against like the Tuolus Dolphins and the Steelers, I believe, is another one that they've taken. Uh, the Browns, but then the Packers this last week was pretty exciting, and also, if I'm not mistaken, like those. Four wins have been like in the last five weeks, so they have a lot of momentum behind them right now. Um, especially with their uh, main QB now on the field for a couple of weeks, Zach Wilson. So uh, yeah, the um, the Jets have a decent amount of mo- momentum. Um, if I had to choose the team in the league with the least amount of momentum, it would probably be the <laughs> Denver Broncos, uh, who we have now seen play. Four absolutely tragic uh, primetime games this season. Two horrible overtimes. Um, yeah, it's it's not been good. Uh, like you said, one really solid quarter from Russ this last week, and then back to nothing. Um, 
The run game is starting to become pretty ineffective, which I guess is not surprising with Javante being hurt. But even like Melvin Gordon was like essentially relegated to our third string RB this last week, which is very strange to me. Um, yeah, I didn't get that at all. And yeah, and, and neither of the new guys really performed that much. Um, Russ has still not really found any targets that he feels that comfortable in. Jerry Judy hasn't really returned from his injury that well. Um, Portland, at this point, is probably the player on our offense having the best season, and even that's like sort of whatever. Um, so yeah, lots of doom and gloom for this offense still. Um, all, all I will say, though, is that our defense is phenomenal. So like, there are so many losses that I would pick for the Broncos right now, but... Um, notoriously the worst loss I ever sustained on this show by picking picking against the Broncos was when I foolishly picked the Jets over them a few years ago. And even though, don't get me wrong, I think the Jets are a lot better than they were then. Um, the Broncos' defense is a lot better than we were then, too. And I think that this is going to be a significantly more difficult matchup for this Jets offense than they've had to deal with in any of their losses, I mean, any of their wins so far. Um, and it's going to be another 10 to 12 Broncos game, but I think we're going to be the team with 12 this time. So, yeah, I, I am reluctantly going Denver. Yeah. Um, hmm. Broncos do have a very good defense. They've allowed one passing touchdown this whole season, actually. So that's a pretty crazy stat for a 2-4 and four team. Um, the Jets also have a very good defense that uh, you can pretty much attribute their defense to the reason they won against the Packers last week. Um, so this is definitely going to be an under game. I don't even know what the total is, but I would bet the under for sure. And um, but I'm gonna I'm leaning with the Jets here. I don't know something they just got this, they've got an influx of young half, talent. Thirty nine and a half. Oh yeah, bet the under. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. like like you said, twelve to ten probably. But <clears throat> um yeah i don't know these these young this young roster that they've put together um it's looking like they might be in a position to make some noise in this league this year and for years to come uh all it all really comes back to whether or not zach wilson can perform as a franchise qb as they're hoping wasn't really the case against the packers last week they were one mm. for 11 on third down so like i said that defense is really what uh got them that victory in their running game. But I just, I don't, I can't put any more faith in the Broncos. Ever. I understand. <laughs> so I'm coming with the Jets. And I so is the coin here. Up next, we've got another NFC, AFC West team to talk about. Taking the Kansas City Chiefs, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, this looks like a late afternoon game. I think, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs here. Uh, they look really good. They played a great game against the Bills in one of the best games of the year so far. Wasn't as high scoring as people thought, but 24 to 10. Um, it was it was a good back and forth game between two leagues best QBs. And uh, don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the league's best QBs. I think uh, the Chiefs have the edge here. I'm going to be going with the Chiefs over the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers have been sort of unremarkable these last few weeks um this lot and lots of uh stale <laughs> stale production from that offense basically yeah jimmy garoppolo kind of showing a little bit more of his classic weakness um 
especially last week in this game against the Falcons. I didn't get to tune in that much, but I will say, like, the games I have seen from the 49ers this year, they just are, like, always slow. They just are always playing really slow games, it seems like, where neither offense is really on their A game. Um, And I don't really think that Kansas City is the type of team to be pulled into a game like that. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. What does that coin say? That coin going with the Chiefs, of course. Love it. And let's do our fourth AFC West game in a row and talk about the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Both of these teams um, coming off of wins this last week. The Seahawks were able to right back against the (laughs) Arizona Cardinals uh, at home. Uh, Seattle continuing to have just an insanely silly season. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe (laughs) it. Uh, The Chargers clutched it out again if you can even call it that against the broncos in overtime somebody uh, had to win the game i guess somebody had to win uh their kicker kicking through that injury i guess was truly the the narrative of that game but um not all char- heroes wear capes that's right they wear leg braces but uh yeah <laughs> the chargers have been not like necessarily in total panic mode but just a lot of inconsistencies from this offense right now. Justin Herbert, I'd say, having potentially his worst season as as the starting quarterback for this league, for this team. Um, yeah, Austin Eckler's been looking amazing, um, and they, I think, are still a pretty well coached team. But yeah, there's just lots of inconsistencies plaguing this team, just like always. And um, I think that. The Chiefs have to be feeling really comfortable right now uh, to to take this division, honestly, because I don't think any of these other three teams are playing anywhere. Even the Chiefs, honestly, I think this whole division is kind of coming in under where you would expect them to be right now. Um, So I I think that this is going to be a little bit of a bounce-back game for the Chargers. I don't really think the Seahawks are capable of winning two in a row. I do expect them to cover here just because they have been doing that a lot. and the Chargers' defense isn't really... Even though they played super, super well against the Broncos, our offense will give every defense like their best game of the season. So it's whatever. Uh, I think that the uh, Seahawks will have to deal with it a little bit. Um, but I, I think that it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. However, I, I, I feel good about the Chargers to take this one. Yeah, I think this is a good bounce back performance for Justin Herbert here. The Seattle Seahawks are another uh, bit of a uh, uh, a good runway team for an offense to take off, and I think the Chargers will do just that. But uh, I agree with you. I expect the Seahawks to be competitive for their part on offense as well. So it uh, could be a sneaky good game, actually, between these two teams. The coin is going with the Seahawks. So... That leads us to Sunday night football with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Miami Dolphins, who, guess who's playing quarterback? Tua, not retiring, playing quarterback for the Miami Easy. Dolphins this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, it's going to be Tua versus Mitch Trubisky. Um, my my heart wants to pick the Steelers here for the Trubisky narrative, but my head is leaning with the Dolphins. I think uh, they're going to have a pretty good week against that Steelers defense. Um, and I think 
we'll see. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Tua play. I think he's been out two to three weeks. But I think uh, he's going to look sharp coming back. And uh, he's going to pick up. This team's going to pick up where they left off when he was last in the game. I'm going Dolphins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really nervous about this Tua situation. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is exactly what Raj wants me to say. But I think like maybe everybody is a little too over-nervous about the situation. Because the whole time, the Dolphins have been like, I don't know, we feel pretty good about this. And it's been a concussion protocol. And wants to go back on the field. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, we see this whole community of people saying that they don't want him back on just because the only thing that they've seen is just, like, the video of the hit. But the Dolphins have been there working with him behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I want to hope that this is uh, the right time. And I know that Tua also wants it to be the right time. Like, I'm sure that he's not being weakened at Bernie onto the field or anything like that. <laughs> so um, I, I am a little nervous, but luckily this is a really easy game to come back into. Um, and the Dolphins offense, even though they haven't, I think one in his absence have still managed to look like they're pretty talented. I, I think that they should be able to return back to form here. And I certainly hope so because and I would love for this Dolphins versus um Chargers game that we're going to see in December to be a banger. Um, oh, yeah. Let me go with the Dolphins here. All right, Coin making this unanimous decision going with the Dolphins as well. All right, and now we have the third exciting primetime game of the week. The New England Patriots will be hosting Woo-hoo! the Chicago Bears. Woo, all all bangers uh, this, this go around. Um, the Patriots. Guess what? They're a good team again. They're they a good team again. Winning. Um, (laughs) and they're only a good team because of uh well first of all it's october and i think we all need to recognize that it's october and that's a factor for sure but Mm -hmm. also um i mean they finally found a quarterback who can get those feet nice and sloppy um versus (laughs) the lions uh zap well it went uh one one TD, one in, which he knows whatever, but 17 for 21, pretty solid. And I mean, set up for this running program to do exactly what it's supposed to do, especially uh, Stevenson, who I think went for over 150 yards or something like that in their shutout versus the Lions. So, um, very exciting game for the Patriots. Um, they're looking very, uh, not, not superb or like maybe not like very strong but they're they're looking pretty solid starting to chain together some some victories uh and then yeah in their game versus the, the browns this last week zap went over 300 yards so we've seen them like have a game where basically sort of like doing what mac jones was able to do last year like we've seen them have a, an, an insane game like through the running game and we've seen them have an insane game through the air so in these last two weeks yeah i think that the patriots have proven themselves to be a pretty good team again whereas the bears have just been doing whatever who cares all season and continue to um <laughs> lost a very uninteresting primetime game to the uh commanders this last week why are the bears playing so much primetime this season too that's a great question yeah broncos gets catching a lot of flack but this is the bears third primetime game this year yeah so here fellas 
uh, I don't I don't know what's happening. Some Chicago and Denver fans, unfortunately, I think uh, maybe Vic Fangio is in charge of scheduling now because I don't <laughs> think he's coaching anymore. But I, I'm I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Uh, yeah, they are looking pretty solid uh, with Bailey Zapp at, at QB, and I think we're going to continue to see them grow. So, yep. Yeah, I think that. Um, people that are saying that there's actually a QB controversy here. Uh, I think that's a little silly. I think Zappi is a a beneficiary of playing with one of the best coaches of all time. Um, Just with the game plans he's been able to develop um, and scheme around Zappi's skill set. But that being said, this is, I, I just said it, this is a good team and I expect them to handle their business against a team like the Chicago Bears. Bill Belichick against young quarterbacks has always been just a nightmare for the young mm-hmm. quarterbacks, and I don't think it's going to be a good week for our boy Justin Fields here. Um, so I'm going with the Patriots as well to round out the week. And the coin is going New England as well. All right. Cool. Lots of agreements this week. Yeah, Lots exciting of week. decisions. Uh, coming in at... Two disagreements, right? Great stuff. I'm glad we were able to still... uh... I just got... I just got... I don't know where I was going with that. I was just going to... I was going to... I just checked. Our two disagreements were me trusting in the Broncos and Colts, so I'm screwed. I hope you all have a good week. Um... Setting yourself up for massive disappointment. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, I know. I'm heartbroken. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of NFLs. Uh, make sure to tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a loved one, tell an enemy, tell a dentist. Um, <laughs> review us on iTunes or Spotify or with spray paint or a Sharpie. Mm. Uh, yeah, and... big ups if you like tag a building with listen to NFLs. <laughs> NFLs five stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, make sure to do that. And um, make sure to, I don't know, be happy. Smile smile at a stranger this week, you know? And Yeah, they could be a Broncos fan. You never know what <laughs> someone's going through. <laughs> God, it hurts inside. Uh, when I was in New York, I was wearing my Broncos hoodie, and like four different people like just walked up to me and were like, Broncos country? So that was pretty fun. I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad we're still trying out here. It's It's... I, I definitely gave a couple of them a little too much nep- uh, I mean, uh, negativity, but you know what? This team sucks, so I don't know what to tell you. My <laughs> name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and as always, I've got the coin with me.